With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're in Wayne Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scary Stories We Tell. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Stashew, and I'm joined by one of the other hosts of this show, though there seem to be more than just one at this point because we're all over the place doing our own thing. Your friend and mine, Emma. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> How, are you? How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a minute since we've done something that wasn't a surreal tube episode together. Uh, we, we've been, we've been, I wouldn't say stuck. Obviously, because there's nothing bad about it, but we've definitely been in a circuit for a while. We have not done just a me and you episode in quite some time. So if you've done this episode, you know that we're not doing a surreal tube episode this time. We're going to be talking a little bit about haunted states, which is a thing that Jess and I used to do. And I'm not saying Jess and I won't do it again in the future, but the things we do on this show aren't necessarily one person is expected to always be there, other than yours truly, apparently. So I will I mean, always yes, be you, here. You, you have to be. You're uh, contractually uh, obligated. I guess so at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so on this episode of Scary Stories We Tell, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about a state that... um well, one of the two of us in this episode may or may not have a little thing that they know about it because, Emma, you may or may not at one point in your life have lived in New Jersey. I, I, I do. They have and I, and I do. And I hope I don't have to forever. But fair. Yes. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, <laughs> as I'm sure you know, it is the most densely populated state of all of the states in the United States. And it is third in income rank as well. So ladies and gentlemen, Co- cost Jersey, of living, cost of living, man. So stuff out here. That's fair. I mean, only two more states are higher than New Jersey, Massachusetts. And do you want to guess the first one in terms of uh, income, the highest income in the state, highest median income? Is it not one of the two biggies? It's, is it, it's, it's in the Northeast. That's all I can is say. It, is it New York? It's Maryland. 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 Yeah. I knew that they were high. I 
I knew that they had a high cost of living, but I didn't know that they were more than New York. No, it's their that's their income. Oh, that is income. their that's the income rank is third. Third. Yeah. Damn. Now the median uh, household income in New Jersey is about sixty two thousand. So and that's not enough to get it's not enough to get an apartment, that's for sure. The median household income in New Jersey is eighty two thousand, which is a lot. That's but, better. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the state of New Jersey, not about the fucking income or any of that nonsense. Which we're gonna is be... scary enough in and of itself. Right. It's such a populous state. No, we're going to be talking a little bit about haunted New Jersey and not necessarily just haunted things, but not just ghosts per se. But, uh, you know, the way we do these episodes, if you've never been on one of them before, which Emma hasn't, but Emma already knows what's going to happen. But if you're listening and you don't know what this is. We're going to sit and talk a little bit about some stories from the state of New Jersey that are weird, spooky, strange, maybe true crime, maybe not. I don't know what Emma picked. I know what I picked. I'm not giving away what I picked by saying any of that because that's a pretty wide range of things. Yeah, I I would more or less guarantee that we are not going to talk about the the Jersey Devil. I would assume you didn't pick the Jersey Devil because you live in Jersey. So, you know, South Jersey, I'm North Jersey. I know nothing about it, honestly. Okay, well, first off, you could learn by researching. I didn't know if you use this as an opportunity, but I'm more. It just seems like the the obvious choice. I don't want to go with the obvious choice. Right. That was my thinking as well. It's like, that's the obvious choice. We're going to mention the Jersey Devil at some point. I don't think there's any way we don't. But. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we will not be talking about the Jersey Devil any more than just saying, if you know of the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, you know of the Jersey Devil, and it's a horse creature that was the 13th born child of a woman who said, you know, let it be the devil, and a devil baby came out and it flew away. Is that the story? Yeah, well, it's one of the many derivations, yes, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean again, yes, that that is one of the stories. Um, for the third admitted state to the Union, Named after the state, the Jersey Devil is a pretty well-known thing that, again, if we were doing a episode on Pennsylvania, I don't think we would cover the Mothman either. And when we covered Ohio, which the state that Pennsylvania borders, where the incident with the Mothman happened in Point Pleasant is Ohio. Didn't bring up Mothman in that episode. We didn't talk about him any more than we're going to talk about the Jersey Devil here. What I'm saying is we do our fucking work here. And we're not we're just going to go, the Jersey Devil, folks. Because you already know that. This isn't for like, this show's not necessarily for beginners. You didn't come here without preconceived notions, and you have to know who the Jersey Devil is. So all of that aside to say, these stories are not going to be the stories that you're going to find by just going and saying, what is the one most famous thing from this state? Because the Jersey Devil is it. So Emma, I'll kick it to you first, since this is the first time you're on one of these episodes. What did you bring to the table? for this haunted state episode. All right. So I, I, I want to do a little bit of research to see what it was like. I'd, like I first was searching up urban, le- uh, urban legends, which is how, you know, of course, immediately Jersey Devil does come up. So I was looking for things like kind of like around that similar ballpark, trying to get something that I think I could talk about for at least 40 minutes. I landed on Clinton Road in West Milford. Have you heard about Clinton Road. These all sound like places in New Jersey. Milford. I, the township yes. of Milford? Uh, yeah, West Milford Township, I believe. I, I just, that's like a thing Count, that people say town, in the Northeast. County, something. No, township. A, Nobody says township around these parts. That's I mean, I, yeah, I live in a township. Not right. every town is a township, but I live in a township. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, what's the what's the term that they use in uh, New Orleans and in Louisiana? Parish. That's kind of oh. their, 
township term. So I just love township. This is if you ask me the difference between a town and a township, I could not tell you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know that off the top of my head. I'm sure there is it. There has to be a difference. So, so Clinton Road in Milford Township. Let's let's break it down. Tell me all about it because on the face of it, doesn't sound immediately terrifying. So there are a lot of really interesting things here. A lot of like, I want to say it, it's more of a c- collection of things than like a big incident. Um, so first of all, it was interesting enough that uh somebody made a movie about it 2019 it's not a very highly rated movie but there is a movie called clinton road uh and it was filmed i believe like actually in new jersey which is pretty cool uh so the funny thing about clinton road so first things first it's around 10 miles it is a pretty long winding mountain-ish road a lot of roads up here closer to the north, we don't have a ton of street lights when you're getting into some of the back roads. And what this street is known very, a uh, couple of things that the street is known for, but one of them is that there are no lights. It is basically- 10 miles? Uh, from what I understand, I haven't driven on it myself, but it wouldn't be the only one. There are a lot of roads up here that are like that. Okay, so um, it's like a, this is like a country road type. The country road. Okay. I don't know East. Mi- miles I don't know Milford Township. <laughs> I don't know the Milford Township, so I don't know. So this is like, is this rural, suburban? What, what, what would we consider this? So I think the majority of West Milford is more suburban. Uh, but that being said, New Jersey has its fair share of back roads, and you would not know that there was civilization nearby when you were sure. on one of these back roads. Uh, so a lot of people. Uh, uh, have had different different interesting experiences here. I will say, I do think the scariest thing upon like all of my research of all the different things I wanted to talk about, there is one thing that I think is objectively the scariest thing. And that is that there is one traffic light that you have to wait five minutes for. It is literally dubbed. It has the record for being the longest red light in America. If you look up longest red light in America, it is on this fucking road, I swear. And you just happened to find it randomly. Congratulations. I I just have to say, out of everything on the list that I want to talk about, that is easily the scariest. You heard of the road in New Jersey that has a five-minute light? (laughs) Horrifying. My God. Right this summer from Jason Bloom (laughs) at Bloomhouse Productions. The longest light in America. What do we call, like, do you know what the name of the movie would be? This summer, Uh dead, dead stop. (laughs) (laughs) in her return to horror movies amber heard in death. <laughs> yeah there you go that's that's really good dead stop yeah the, the scariest part the, you've really set the bar high when you said the scariest part of this story is it's a five minute long life i mean i think that's fucking terrifying i don't know about you it's fair all right so uh, uh within uh you know the the different amount of of inter- interesting things that happen on this road uh there are things such as uh, sightings of, of ghosts, strange creatures, as well as gatherings of witches, Satanists, and even, unfortunately, the Ku Klux Klan. So there's quite a bit that's happened on this road. Uh, the first thing that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to touch on. So a lot of people have claimed that while driving on this road, they would see like weird animals that wouldn't quite 
you know, not necessarily like this is not the natural habitat or that they kind of look like some sort of unidentifiable hybrid. Some people have claimed to see monkeys. And so, of course, that's already like how and why. Uh, Apparently, uh, back in uh, back in like the 1970s, uh, Warner Brothers built a a little like uh, attraction called Jungle Habitat that had uh, a safari like a safari uh, attraction within it. And apparently it contained over 1,500 animals. It did not last very long. And so the rumors are is that a lot of animals were left behind and escaped and have made Clinton Road their home, or at least the area surrounding it. Um, one thing that I read that Wait, was, so this is, this is for real? This is real. Oh my, I don't know. Oh my God, I Warner, Warner Brothers? I don't know if the sightings are real. However, the uh, the jungle habitat was a real place that they tried to open in West Milford. Apparently, like the opening was super successful. And then like people immediately lost interest. Like, because, you know, it was something new and different. And then it lost its charm not, not too long after. I don't think it was open for more than a few years. Um, whether or not there are truly uh, escaped animals, from what I've read, uh, most of the animals, if not all of the animals, were, you know, sold off to different zoos or different collectors or menageries. Um, but Great apparently... Menageries. Which menagerie was he sold to? But after the park was closed, apparently newspapers reported that several animal carcasses, including a whole ass elephant, had been left there to decay. So I don't know if the claims that all of the animals were sold off was actually true. Uh, maybe maybe the majority of them. But I, I, I think it's fair to, to posit that maybe a few of them escaped and started uh pro- procreating around Clinton Road, making it their home and making some weird ass hybrids. So have there been animals that have been seen? Rep- reports from people on the internet. So take that for what you will. Um like I said, they claimed that they sold all the animals. So if they did, obviously then that wouldn't be the case. Um and this is just a rumor, but I haven't seen any proof specifically. Some the one like specific one that people call out is apparently like uh an albino wolf dog hybrid. Apparently is something that's been spotted there as well as as I said like monkeys have apparently been spotted. Um but I I have yet to find evidence for it, but I do think imagine just abandoning this park and like people are like coming to reclaim the land and they just find like a fucking elephant carcass. I thought it's horrifying in and of itself. It's pretty, I think it's pretty fucking insane. It is. So, I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think the likelihood is that they didn't sell off all of the animals when they closed? Some might have escaped. I think that's possible. I mean, it sounds like some sort of like really ramshackle bullshit thing anyways. And what's surprising is you said Warner Brothers. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, I think what's interesting is that it probably has some level of truth. I mean, like, what were all these people seeing if not for yeah. maybe some? I mean, look, like, I don't know. Like, if these things were escaping, what what's to say? I don't know. It would be a real shame if something hadn't escaped because that would make so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It makes for a good story, if nothing else. I I think that there there is the strong possibility that it was simply a rumor and then people submitted stories online of, you know, fake encounters 
And it's not like people didn't know that this place was there and that it existed and that it was Yeah, this wasn't under wraps. Like yeah. it was it was a big attraction at the time. I I wouldn't doubt it if the sightings are 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 false, but I don't want to discount the fact that it's very likely that at least a few animals escape. This does not seem like something they poured a lot of money into. It it seemed like something that was thrown together as like a just as like a test to see if it would work out. Well, um, what, 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 I guess for me, the animals could have escaped when the park was open, right? That's true too. Yeah. I mean, I think if 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 anything, this sounds like some sort of like ramshackle bullshit. So. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that there were probably reports that people had of animals at the time this place was open. And sure, rumors run amok, but like those rumors have to be based in something. And I'm sure some animals, small animals did get out. Maybe big things didn't escape, but that's not definitely what we're talking not, about. That we're elephant about, carcass definitely didn't. Right. But like we're not talking about like big animals. We're talking about like did something, could something have escaped and gotten out and therefore people are seeing it, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later, they're still seeing these animals roaming around. Yeah, why not? I, fi- I find that not that hard to believe because this doesn't sound like the most well-run thing. Let's just put it that way. And even the most well-run zoos have animals escaping. Look at the Dallas Zoo that they had to shoot a gorilla that escaped. Look mm. at the, is it Cleveland or Cincinnati where Harambe was? Mm. You know? I mean, again, and someone fell into the thing and they had to shoot it. So even when they're able to control everything, you can't control everything. So as Ian Malcolm once said, you know, you know, life finds a way. If animals want to escape from a zoo, they'll escape from a zoo. I do think that uh, most larger attractions in North Jersey are uh, <clears throat> don't really have safety prioritized. Oh, right. Oh, right. Right. The uh, what action park, right? My goodness. Well, if we don't have to spend time talking about that, because I could talk about that forever. And I mean, what happened there, honestly, is probably pretty terrifying. And it probably is haunted. (laughs) The accidents that have happened there. Uh, But if you haven't heard about action park, uh, there's like a whole documentary on it called Class Action Park. And I think that you guys could probably glean what it's about just from the title. Right. Right. Um, Right. But and I then mean, Johnny Knoxville had a movie based off of it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Like a, like a, like where he plays like the owner of the park. Yeah. It's, and it's fine. But yeah, I mean, oh, so, New Jersey, everybody. <laughs> Love it here. I didn't know that New Jersey had a weird New Jersey website dedicated oh, yeah. solely to New Jersey. Oh, it absolutely does. Because I used to have a weird Texas book when I was a kid, but like it seems like all of those are gone. And Weird New Jersey persisted as if it was the only one to have ever existed. Because it is weird here, objectively. (laughs) And subjectively. Well, I think if it's objective, it's like inherently also subjective. That's fair. That's fair. I think. I do. Don't hold me to that. I do love New Jersey. I mean, you know, I've never been to. Well, no, I have been. um, I'm trying to think. I guess Cropsey's not New Jersey. Cropsey's Staten Island. So, but that's, you know, in the same area. Right, mm. New York, New Jersey. You guys order one. And- so anything else on Hard Clinton Road? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Other than escaped animals? Oh, I have, I have way more. Oh, God. Okay. I, I was, I was, I'm going from like uh, least crazy to most crazy. Oh, good. So the least crazy is animals escaping possibly from a zoo. Oh, yeah. Owned by Warner Brothers. Again, I'd like to point this out. Warner Brothers, as in Warner Brothers, right? As in Warner the Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking wild to me. That's maybe the craziest. I've never heard of it, too. Like, I mean, obviously, like it closed way before I was born, but like. I feel like that would have come up at some point. Like, oh, you remember that old Warner Brothers jungle habitat, West Milford? That never came up. No no trace of it. I've never heard of it. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, again, I was probably trying to take advantage of the New York traffic, I'm assuming, because that's West Milford has got to be near New York City, right? Uh, it's definitely closer than I am to New York City. Okay. Um, it, it, you can probably take a train. Boy. All right. So. Next, I want to talk about Cross Castle on Clinton Road. So uh, in 1905, a man named Richard Cross built a castle uh, near a reservoir for his wife and his three children. Uh, Not too many years after Cross unfortunately died and the family sold it off to the town of Newark uh, back in like 1919. And once like the town of Newark or city of Newark. I don't know. They're all the same. Township. Township. <laughs> Township. Uh, once, once it was seized by, uh, by the state, uh, they wanted to repurpose it since the reservoir was right there. And so they started stripping all of like the, everything that wasn't basically the stone walls. They, they took all the doors and all the knobs and all like the windows and even the sure. roof and they repurposed it for other, uh, they sold it off to like other, uh, contractors for building homes. Uh, which is quite interesting. So they basically tore this thing down. Um, and all that was left were these was basically just like the stone uh, structure, the stone wall surrounding it. And uh, during the time uh, that this was all happening, it wound up becoming quite a hot spot for some interesting local gatherings. You know, you have everything from like drunk college kids, like going for to like, you know, party all the way to Satanists and the Ku Klux Klan would take advantage oh. of this, despite it being owned by the state at this point. Nobody was going to be there at night to tell you you couldn't be there. You know, this was before, like, you know, security cameras were being used, used widespread. Um, right. And so, like, it was really easy to just, like, go fuck off into the woods and, and party at this dilapidated, strict castle. Uh but there were uh, a lot of really interesting, like if you were like traveling on this road, like it was very likely that you would see at night, you would see like a lot of these really weird gatherings. A lot of people uh, claimed uh, uh, Satanism was practiced there because of things that were written on the wall, uh, things from like the Satanic, you know, Bible. And uh, now we're getting into conjecture. And this is where I have a problem because I had there was a road down the street from my house. Where I grew up in rural North Texas, where the Satanists were out and they were killing cats 
and they were doing the thing with the blood in the middle. Like, you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be dismissive, but like all of a sudden it went from like verifiable things to ye, ye old bullshit is kind of what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. I think more than anything, the partying makes the most sense. But of course, college kids always looking for somewhere to fuck off. Right. Literally. Just where right. can I go to party and get drunk where no one will know I'm there? But right. yeah, let's just go to the old cross castle. They still got right. walls. <laughs> kids who are horny and drunk will look for any and everywhere to bang. Absolutely. And yeah. A abandoned thing in the middle of nowhere is as good a place as any to get your rocks off. I'm sure. Not speaking from experience, because honest to God, going into an abandoned castle to have sex with someone is literally the setup for a horror movie. And I'm not going to put myself into that position because I know what happens. If I put someone else into the position at the same time, I'm in a position with them. I will get murdered. That's the oh, way absolutely, work. absolutely. Uh, it's interesting though when it comes to, like the Satanism stuff. Apparently, you know, people that were you know hikers or people traveling in the woods when they would get close to Cross Castle, some people would report like having like uh, like many many seizures, going mute, uh, leaving with bruises when they didn't get like hit anywhere, like. Uh, you know, the, the basic, like, demon type stay away from this area that you could think of. Right. Um, but... Again, none uh, of this sounds new or... Like, this stuff is just... I'm always very suspect. Again, oh, absolutely. Not, yeah. Understandably, I feel. And unfortunately, there isn't much of a way to verify it now because uh, after the state caught wind of everything that was happening, supposedly, at Cross Castle in the the stone walls that they had left up uh in 1988 uh they decided to demolish it and now it is only the foundation so you can't even i mean you can visit the site of cross castle but uh they basically put a stop to whatever weird gatherings were happening there uh, uh apparently the state laments the loss though which i think is interesting it wasn't that historic. I mean, it was the early 1900s. It's not that historic. I'm I'm surprised that this place was not like a uh, like an, an insane asylum as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yes, I was waiting for that other shoe to drop, as it were, because again, heard it a million times. I think probably because it was close to the reservoir. That's why the state wanted to buy it out, like buy out the land, right. um, yeah. and so. I mean, it makes sense that they they wanted to like utilize it for more practical purposes. Uh, right. I think if it wasn't near a reservoir, they might have like kept the foundation up and, and converted it into like some sort of like mental institution, probably. Right. Right. As, as it's just location, to. man. Location, location, location. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I still got more for you. Keep going. I'm listening. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm here. I'm listening. So now we're kind of getting into a little bit more of. Uh, I would say more of like the ghost story territory. Um, so I, a few things uh, that happen on this road. First thing that I want to uh, mention. So our, our good buddy Josh Bragg actually posted a YouTube video years ago on the Clinton Road. He had an experience on the Clinton Road. Uh, so that's up on YouTube. So if you look up uh, Haunting Season, Josh Bragg, Clinton Road, it should come up. Uh, I'm only going to paraphrase his story because I, I think it was fascinating. So a lot of people uh, report seeing a ghost truck. Uh, and Josh is a, one of those people that has that claimed to have an encounter. Uh, wow. He had gone to uh, a bridge on Clinton Road, which we're going to talk more about in a bit. 
I'm going to message him while I'm listening to you. I'm going to message him because I'm sure he'll message Ask him if this shit is real. I want to know if that was real or if he was just making shit up for, for a fucking YouTube video. I need to know. Is that a real thing? Ask about the fucking ghost truck. <laughs> I was so hyped when I saw that it was a haunting season episode. I was like, yes. He has, his, no he has his notification silenced. Should I not I'm going to notify anyway. Oops. <laughs> I went for it. Oopsie. I'm like asleep. John, he's two hours behind us. He's it's past midnight. We're not gonna sleep. He's a busy dude. No, he's two hours behind us. Yeah, it's past midnight for me, which you says live that forward. He's he's West Coast. We he he has he they yes. live they live on a different time zone. If it's twelve thirty for me, that means it's like what like ten nine thirty for him to sleep. Yeah. Well, he didn't respond, so I won't be able to give you an answer to your question anytime Dang it. soon. Well, I'll know eventually. Sorry, listeners, but I'll, I'll get to know, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so apparently he was suckered into going onto Clinton Road. I believe he was the one driving, but like his friends were like, oh, or like there was one friend who was like, hey, like we should go here. There's like uh, creepy things that happen on this road. We should all go. And so they do. One of the things I'm going to talk about the other thing a little later because I think it's uh, potentially a little bit more interesting. But this one was basically like apparently if you like pull up to the side of the road, like near this bridge, which happens to be next to a curve in the road referred to as dead man's curve. Of course. So we love we love that. Uh, I was trying to find statistics of like how many people have actually died on Clinton Road and I could not find it. A lot of people claim that like a lot of people go missing on Clinton Road. A lot of people have died driving on Clinton Road. I could not find any like actual like articles in regards to that. I'm sure it's happened uh, every Yeah, but that's like saying I'm sure that someone has crashed on some road in my town. Like, yes, I'm probably right. But you know uh, what I mean? You know what I mean? I, like, that's I wish a, I that's could a fair bet. You, that's a safe bet. <laughs> that's I wish a... I could tell you if it was like a dis disproportional amount of like some crazy right. number. I've seen right. people throw out random numbers like 200 people have died. And I was like, where are you getting this from? <laughs> right. Yeah. I was trying to back it up. I could not find it. But apparently a lot of people had died on this road. That being said, so if you like pull over and you're in your car and you like uh, turn off the car and like you wait, eventually you will see a, a, the, a ghost of a truck barreling towards you, okay. like the headlights and all. Okay. Uh, and apparently, like it will, like allegedly, some people claim that, like if it if it like goes through, like your car, like it'll suck out your life force and you'll all die. We love that. Uh, oh. Some people say that, like you wait, just what? Wait, like, it vanishes. Wait. Yeah. Wait, so like the, the truck will come like straight towards you. Like it will try as if it were like trying to run you off the road. Um, and so this happened allegedly to Josh. Uh, and he put the he like turn on the car, had to put it in reverse, had to like swerve off the road to like dodge this fucking ghost truck. I, okay. I, I, I wish I knew how how a truck dies in order to make a, a ghost. Sure. Um, but then after that happened, uh, his friends were like, we should try it again. And so they did. And then it came from behind them. And like the same fucking thing happened. And they had to like run off the road. This poor car, this poor car. I highly doubt it was it was uh, approved for off-roading as much as they probably did that. <laughs> I want to know if Ghost Truck is real. I want to know if he made up the story. Other people have mentioned Ghost Truck. Uh, but I want to know. 
if this actually happened and if Josh thinks it was an actual ghost or like just an actual or if it was like a real truck and they were just on like the wrong side of the what do you think? Yeah. I mean, again, I'm more interested in this story. I know. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think I think for me, this is one of those this is one of those things where it's like it's a good story. Right. Like the way like if you listen to his uh, haunting season episode on it, I love the way he tells stories. It was very much better than how I did. It was very engaging. Uh, and sometimes he does just like to write, you know, creepy stories. I can't tell if he was framing it as a true story or if this was an actual experience he had. Sure. I can never. It's Josh. He he's he's an upstanding citizen. So I'm sure, it's, those re- I'm sure it's real. Yeah, I'm sure it's real, though. He's, he, but I he's know, on the level guy. But I want to know what he actually thought it, if it did happen. I want to know what he actually thought it was looking back on it. He's never mentioned that he, story to me in recording. So I'd be curious. I'm curious now as well. Right. I got to know if Ghost Truck is real. Ghost Truck. So what All else right. on Clinton Road? Anything else? Or is there more? I got two more things on go. Oh my god! And then I'm passing the ball to I. I did. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're not even. You're you're you you're getting one this episode, but it's like one with like eight different things. So it's kind of like you. I'm I'm waiting for the cryptids. I wanted to. Well, I mean, the the escaped animals is probably the closest we're getting to cryptids. Yeah, I mean, that, what that may have yielded was people misidentifying normal animals as cryptids, if anything. I mean, when I hear albino wolf dog, I'm just, is is that just a white wolf or like a, or a husky? Yeah. <laughs> like an albino husky. dog. There are plenty of white dogs. They're not necessarily albino. <laughs> like, are, are you sure it wasn't, it wasn't just a husky? Plenty sure. Uh, but so as I mentioned, uh, so there's this bridge uh, near Dead Man's Curve which is also where uh, Josh's story takes place. Um, but this one is, uh, this one I've heard from a lot of different uh, sources. This is referenced a lot when talking about Clinton Road. This is like the ghost story that uh, people bring up the most. Now, uh, it's about a little boy. We, lo- we love a little, little boy ghost. Iconic, truly. Uh I wish I could tell you exactly how he died. I've seen a couple of different like stories in regards to it. Some people say that he was sitting on the bridge and he fell off. Some people say somebody pushed him. Somebody. Some people say that he was hit by a car and he fell off the bridge. A um, lot of lot of different uh, stories, but regardless, he somehow died uh, on this bridge and allegedly fell into this river below. Okay. Um, and so the legend has it. And this bridge that, doesn't have a name? Uh, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, it's just, so, if you look up Ghost Boy Bridge, <laughs> that's in her Okay, okay so that's it. Okay, gotcha. Um, I don't know if that, I highly doubt that's the official name of the bridge. But, sure. but that's how, if you want to know more about it, that's how. Um, but the, the, the story goes that if you uh, stand on the bridge, and you throw like a penny or a quarter into the river, go, the ghost boy will throw it back to you. I think that's really fun. I think like if, it, if it's going to be like something, I think that's a fun experiment, like a little test of, test of courage with low stakes. Some people do say that you might feel like you're also getting pushed. But for the most part, from what I can tell, the spirit seems relatively benevolent and he doesn't want your change. Interesting. Um. And so Josh had that experience as well in his story that he told. And he said that after they threw a quarter 
after they threw a quarter, they like uh, got back into like the their car and then the quarter hit the roof of their car or something. So that's a that's a strong arm. OK, that ghost has a strong arm. I was also watching a YouTube video. Uh, this happened during the day of uh, these like two people that were exploring on Clinton Road and they were underneath like basically underneath the bridge, like looking at the river. Um, I don't know exactly what they were looking for, but they did catch one thing on video during the day. And that was uh, literally like over like the side of the bridge that most people like throw stuff over. Uh, there was like a plop in the water. And it's hard to tell if that was like a fish or maybe somebody was up there and they threw something. But a lot of people were speculating in the comments that like that like little uh, splash of water. It was like it looked like something was thrown in and they even called out. Uh, they were like, hey, is anybody up there? And they didn't see anybody up there who could have thrown something. It's possible that it could have been a fish, but I didn't see many fish. Um, it, it's a it's a small river. It's more like it's more akin to a creek than a river. So I don't know how many fish live live in in creeks that can that jump like that. But I thought that I, was pretty interesting. Some people say that, like, perhaps it was reliving uh you know the the circumstances of the boy's death some like maybe that was the boy throwing a quarter would you test it would you go would you test it josh bragg says that we can't handle the truth no he doesn't he sure does no in all caps Steve. tell him i sure as hell can handle it i live really close to it and i want to know tell him i i i travel on uh fucking route 23 all the goddamn time emma's right there Emma I wants to know, know right or lying. Are you lying or not? I'm just Josh Bragg. He doesn't. This, that man has a lying bone in his body. I will say this one road, which has its own Wikipedia entry, mm-hmm. sure does have a lot of stuff. I know. That's why I chose it. I wanted there to be like a lot of like little. I This one is, I think, probably sillier than what uh, you're going to talk about. I, I thought it would be nice to have is a little bit silly? of contrast. Some of it, some of it's a little silly. I guess I'm surprised you didn't do the Watcher case in Westfield. Oh, but that's like so overdone. They did like a whole like Netflix special on it. Oh, and those two ding, the two ding dongs from well, those two ding dongs from fucking um, BuzzFeed, right? Like that's the reason the Netflix special exists is because of the two ding dongs from BuzzFeed. Yep, absolutely. Um, But I picked that case. I'm just kidding. Speaking of silly, one last thing I want to talk about. So. This is not necessarily connected to... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Clinton Road specifically, but it is something that people do on Clinton Road quite a bit. Hear me out. Remember early on uh, when I mentioned, hush, remember early on when I mentioned that this road was roughly 10 miles long? Sure. The ironic part of that is that this road is very popular for a type of ritual called the 11 mile ritual. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about this ritual. I think this, I, I honestly think it's quite funny. There are a lot of like demonic rituals that people do that like, I wouldn't necessarily make fun of or want to read into because 
I you never know what you're inviting when you when you do like one of those like trending demonic rituals like you never quite know like what you're inviting into your life this one is not the purpose is not to invite a demon or to open a portal allegedly the the purpose of this is to make a wish and this is a lot to go through to make a wish um it it seems I'm going to I'm going to read to you the ritual. Are you familiar with like supernatural like rituals? Because like this is a, a subgenre. We're talking magic with a K here. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm I not from, I'm not any more familiar than anyone else would be. I have not searched it out to understand it. No, but I am amenable and my ears are open. So uh, most rituals, I don't want to say most rituals, but this type of brand of ritual, they're mainly like uh trending challenges like they're they're demonic rituals uh, disguised as as challenges uh and so it's like a test of courage most of these things are framed as like a test of courage um and like it'll be like cut off a lock of your hair and a fingernail and place it in a jar and whisper satanic sayings over it and seal it with wax and like uh then light a fire and throw it in the fire and then you're opening a portal like it would be it's like a step-by-step how to do something for a specific outcome this one is allegedly to make a wish i wanted to uh, there are youtube videos galore of people doing this challenge on clinton road specifically because apparently it is considered one of the most haunted roads in america I part of me sort of doubts that I think that where that comes from is because of dead man's curve and they people think that like hundreds of people have died and there's no evidence of it. <laughs> but if you if you look up 11 mile ritual Clinton Road there are so many videos most of them are I did it wrong on purpose which I also think is funny uh but basically the purpose of this is that you follow these steps while you're driving down the road and by the end of it if you do it correctly you're able to make a wish and that wish is supposed to immediately come true. Uh, I think when it comes to uh, making a wish, uh, I, I think I'd rather go the, go the slow and steady manifestation route because this ritual is ridiculous. And the people doing it, I was, I do it, I was watching one video. Oh my God, this guy, it was so clear that this guy was bullshitting. Emma. His, his Emma. energy. His the energy. The yum yucker, Emma. No, like I know, I know. I gotta. Uh, I was, I was basically uh, live commenting to Yan as I was watching, and I was like texting as I was watching it. Um, this he was like, oh, oh my god, guys, this, this shit's so fucking scary. Like that's what he was doing. It was like that's sure, a lie. Sure, that's sure, an actual sure, lie. Sure. Yeah, which was really funny to me. Um, at one point, uh. There part of the ritual mentions that you're going to start like hearing voices, and I shit you not, he edited like a fucking whisper clip into the. It was so clearly edited. Of course, it was really funny. I'm. I hope that there is at least one solid, you know, YouTuber out there that like did it legitimately. I couldn't quite tell uh, if anybody actually took it seriously or if they did it for views. But this ritual is something that you don't necessarily have to do on Clinton Road. Honestly, it sounds like it would work better on a different road because Clinton Road is only 10 miles and not 11. Uh, and this is very attached to those 11 miles. But I'm going to read to you uh, what the 11 mile ritual is. And I want your opinion on it. I want you to know. I want to know if you think that this is worth it to make a wish. So let's see. Uh, requirements. So first of all, obviously, you need a vehicle. 
and the ability to operate it. I mean, your ability just, to operate the vehicle may be hampered if you take uh, this drugs and drink alcohol with it. A car is a common choice, but it's not the only option you might pick. A car <laughs> is a common choice, you say. The other requirement is a deep wish or desire. So it's basically something is supposed to happen at each mile and there are instructions on how to react to those things as you go. Uh, so step one is take a moment if you need it. You may stop the car if you wish. Proceed only when you are ready. Step two, drive. This is mile one. If it gets cold, you may turn your heater on. Step three, drive. This is mile two. If you haven't already turned the heater on, now would be a good time to do so. If you do not, you might regret it later. So this is where people in the videos would start reporting like that it suddenly got very cold in their car. That was, of course. Sure. Sure. Uh, step four. I mean, again, drive. sure, sure. Step four, drive. This is mile three. Ignore any shadows in the trees, no matter how human they may seem. So we're starting to take a little bit of a turn here. Step five, drive. This is mile four. Ignore any voices you may hear, no matter how human they may seem. This is where people reportedly start hearing whispers. Uh, step six is drive. I love how they all have to start with drive. This is mile five. Ignore the vanishing of the trees, the sudden appearance of a lake, and the glowing of the moon. Nor the vanishing of the trees, they say. Dude, the video that I was watching, oh, this one that was so unserious, he was like, guys, guys, the, the trees are, are gone. The trees are like right there. <laughs> the, the, the trees. The, clou the clout chasing. At, it was at this point in time, like, oh my God. It was, it was really funny. I'm going to, I want to show you because I took some screenshots. I'll show you after because it's really funny. Um, anyway, step seven, drive. This is mile six. Ignore the returning of the trees, the disappearance of the stars, and the flickering of your headlights. If your radio turns on, ignore that too. Ignore it no matter what it says, but do not attempt to turn it off. Step eight, congratulations. You are halfway done. Step nine, drive. This is mile seven. Ignore, again, any voices you may hear, no matter how close they may sound. Do not turn around, even if the voices appear to be coming from the back seat. Step 10, drive. This is mile eight. Slow down, but do not stop. Break if your headlights flicker, but do not stop. No matter how cold it gets, do not stop. No matter who or what you might see, do not stop. Step 11, drive. This is mile nine. Your vehicle may stall. Close your eyes. Attempt to restart your vehicle. Do not open your eyes. No matter what you hear, do not open your eyes. When your vehicle starts, hit the gas as fast as you can. When the mile is over, you may open your eyes. Yes, that does imply that you're supposed to close your eyes for a mile while driving on this road. I mean, how badly, how badly do you want? Do you want this wish? I know. Yeah. Step 12, drive. This is mile 10. Do not look in your rearview mirror. Step 13, drive. This is mile 11. Your vehicle may lose power, but continue to move. Let it. Step 14. If you see a red light ahead, close your eyes. Close them tightly. Cover them with your hands if you must. Cover your ears if you can. Make sure you cannot see anything. No matter what you hear, do not look. No matter what you feel, do not look. No matter how hot it gets, do not look. When the power returns, stop your vehicle. Open your eyes. Take a moment. Take a breath. And drive. Receiving your reward. Drive until the road dead ends. Stop. Relax. Close your eyes and imagine your deepest desire, even if it has changed from what it was when you began your journey. Imagine it all the same, changes and all. Imagine not simply desiring it, but possessing it. 
Open your eyes. If your desire was an object, check your trunk. If it is smaller than that, check your back seat. If it is smaller than that, check your pockets. If your desire was not material, return to your life and check there. It does not appear. If it does not appear immediately, wait. Be patient. It will come. Do you think that's worth it? I mean, I didn't hear about any blood sacrifices. I know, but there's something about close your eyes and don't open them until the mile is over. <laughs> really, God. If you like scroll down, there are comments where it's like, I'm getting my license next week. I'm going to try this. These poor kids. I mean, the scariest thing about this is people following this thing and then running off the side of a fucking car. I mean, I feel like ultimately these, like you kind of already mentioned, it's like a rite of passage thing, right? More than anything. I don't, I, I, as somebody who believes in manifestation, this, this is such a roundabout, obnoxious way to do it. Yeah, but it's not surprising though, you know, at all. I feel like, I mean, it's one of those things where you're, again, like you're not actually expecting anything to happen. But by going and doing it, you're part of it. I just find it fascinating that so many people choose to do this on Clinton Road. And one of the YouTubers I was watching claimed that the road was hundreds of miles long. And it literally, if you Google it, it says, I, I love it. I love that I discovered this subset of videos while doing my research, like literally researching, like what has happened on this road and like, what are the ghost stories about this road and what are people's experiences? And then there's this, which is like a whole subgenre of, of YouTube challenge. Like I've, there are some like actually scary like rituals out there. Like if you read these like step-by-step -step rituals, some of them, if not most of them are extremely unsettling. This one is very silly to me. I, you know, I hope people got their wish, but to what That's end? To to, to to what end did they get anything? Right, like if they well, got so anything at all. I wish to not crash my car while closing my eyes on mile eight or whatever. I don't wonder. Closing your eyes while driving is like know. literally. Like, like, what was it? Uh, or is it mile nine? Yeah. So your vehicle may stall, and then you close your eyes. You attempt to restart it. Do not open your eyes. No matter what you hear, blah, blah, blah. When your vehicle starts, hit the gas as fast as you can. When the mile is over, you may open your eyes. So hit the hit the fucking gas pedal to its limit, but keep those eyes closed on a windy mountain. No fucking way. I So that's why most of the videos on YouTube are like, breaking all the rules. Gone wrong. Because who wants to follow this? Wow. Kind of, yeah, kind of fucking sadist wrote this. I guess I, I, won uh, I wonder how many people have done it. Enough, enough that it's all over YouTube. That's fair. I mean, uh, Weird New Jersey has an entire issue devoted to Clinton Road. It's pretty cool. There is a lot of stuff here. Uh, I really enjoyed researching this. I had a lot of fun. Um, there was a lot of really interesting facts about a road that's honestly not that far from me. Like I could... If I wanted to, I, I could get there pretty easily. It would take a little time, but I could get there real easy. Like, I think that's really funny. I'm, as somebody who lives already in bubblefuck nowhere in the mountains, half of our roads are basically like that anyway. Right. Whenever like people would come and visit, especially like college friends would come and visit and they'd like drive over and it'd be like dark because it was like winter or something. And they comment on like how we have like no street left, but so like one so every like few miles. So you're just sitting here thinking to yourself, like, this is just another road. Like, I am used yeah. to the... That's fair. And, like, at one point, the dude was like, the, the trees. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, it's trees. 
There was so I'm so, it was so delightful. I a part of me wants to pause recording just so I can show you parts of this stupid bit. <laughs> I feel like you're enjoying clowning on this person more than anything. Yeah, listen. Is it it's clout chasing content? It it so clearly is. Yeah. It's, I which I I was I mean, like, talking this, to my wife about this recently. Mike from Charm City Paranormal and I kind of touched on it. The cloud chasing paranormal times are here for the foreseeable future. And it sucks because there are so many people that are making paranormal content that are like not remotely serious. And, yes. and, I and they're taking see, away I'm from so other people curious. that are. Like, like I said, with that, with the one video that I did watch, that one had 3.8 million views. Um, this was, and this is somebody with like over uh, like a couple million subscribers. Um, and like the comments weren't like, haha, this was so funny. Like the comments were taking it very seriously. Like, Did you see the, the red light behind him at timestamp? Look like uh, demon eyes. Or like, did you hear that scream? And I'm just, this is like the most unserious video. Chris, this is the most unserious video I've watched in a long time. I believe. But. I just, I don't know if it was purposefully unserious and he just knew that like he could get away with it or like if he thought that it was a good performance. I'm not like, I don't, I don't want to like rag on this person, but it was objectively very silly. It was just a very, I, I have known nothing of his other content. This video was very silly. That's fair. I'm not going to shout him out because he has plenty of views. Um, honestly, he should shout us out gas <laughs> but anyway I, that's why i got a clinton road so i found a couple things uh so I, much for one I, I well you know i mean again i uh i don't know so i i i don't know how much you know about sussex county but in sussex county at one point uh and again i'm not gonna go too much into this because it's more just a weird thing. Camp Norland in Sussex County, Andover, New Jersey, pre-World uh, War II, uh-huh. was essentially, best I can tell, a place for Nazi sympathizers to gather. Oh, lovely. In Sussex County, New Jersey. Wow. Including a man known as Fritz Kuhn, who would be named the American Fuhrer. So... Just wow. a weird piece of information. Again, that's more of a history thing, less a like weird thing. Um, so this was also the place where the American Nazi Party, I call them that, or these you know, whatever they were claiming to be, they invited the Klan at one point to. Uh, what is it with the Ku Klux Klan? No, no, the Klan. Yeah, the the Klan showed up and they had a uh, big, nice, big rally together with the Ku Klux Klan in uh, in Sussex County and over New Jersey. So. Just wanted to put that out there for you, since you know Sussex County is probably near and dear to everybody's heart, at least if you live in a certain part of New Jersey. However, all of that near is near and dear to mine. I'm looking up how close Andover is, as <laughs> I I know it. I just don't know how close it is. So for me, I wanted to bring up two things. One thing that we've kind of already talked about, and another thing that I feel like is just worth mentioning. I mean, it's pretty close. I figured. I figured. <laughs> so the first thing I want to mention is just kind of again in passing because it's never been captured on film. No footage of it exists. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention in Lake Hoptakong, Hoppy, which is New Jersey's answer to Nessie, which your face makes me think you've heard of this one. While I was researching, it came up. I didn't look too far in it. 
Um, but I, the the name came up. I saw like one little blurb and I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's enough to talk about. And so I skipped it. But I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to because I was like, this sounds adorable. So, yeah, the uh, the Lake Hoptakong Sea Serpent, as it was uh, referred to in an article from the Lake Hoptakong um, Angler, as it's called, was a creature that had the head of a St. Bernard and the body of a snake. And it was sighted near Lake Hoptakong. Is that just the dragon from NeverEnding Story? <laughs> 18, 1894, though. So maybe not the NeverEnding Story, but... Uh, the man who sighted the creature claimed that um, he hit it in the head with a bullet, a 38 caliber bullet, and that uh, that bullet just rolled off of the creature's head and that it was 40 feet in length and it was as thick as a man's leg. So it's pretty big. Uh, that is, that's, that's pretty sizable. Are we talking calf or are we talking thigh with? I don't know, probably like, I don't know, maybe like in between, I would think like, you know, big enough, you know. I don't know, like I, you know, like, like there a are pla- solid, like eight inch diameter, like a like a birthday. Calm cake. down, <laughs> solid eight inches. Jeez. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm trying to get a visual here. Yeah, I'm helping, I'm helping build a visual for our listeners. I'm gonna guess, perhaps around the size of a small, a small, like the width of a small birthday cake. That's kind Probably. of my mind. Maybe again, I, it said they said you know the thickness of a man's leg. So again, That's I would man. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, again, there, like you mentioned, there isn't a whole lot about it other than it's seemingly friendly. It exists in this lake. Nobody has ever gotten a picture of it or a video. And his name video. is Hoppy. And his name is Hoppy, right. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know, it's it's just another story of a creature in the lake. And, you know, there are so many lakes in this country that have creatures in them, supposedly. Loch Ness is just the most famous. But yeah, I mean, Lake Hoptakong has Hoppy. Okapogo has, you know, I mean, again, every every single one that's a big enough lake has sightings of something unexplained in it. And sometimes it gets a name and sometimes it doesn't. So Lake Hoptakong has Hoppy, like you mentioned. And, you know, love it. maybe it is something Good. and maybe it's just a boa constrictor. Um, that supposedly also lives in the lake. Maybe it's um, a dog boa constrictor hybrid from the escaped zoo. Yeah, I, I've. I, there is supposedly at one point a boa constrictor slithered into the lake. At one point, it would seem they keep mentioning it in this one of the articles I read about. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a boa constrictor, but boa constrictors don't have the head of a Saint Bernard. So no. I mean, uh, hey, a lot of people call snakes long puppies. Wow. Who calls the mass? Mainly millennials. Okay. <laughs> of course. So the the story I did want to talk a little bit about, you've kind of already mentioned it. I, it's, it's something that I kind of want to bring up because it allows me to tie into something I do want to talk about, a- along with talking about spooky stuff, is the story of the Black Doctor. Uh, and so the Black Doctor was coincidentally, an African-American man by the name of James Still, who was a doctor who, after being told he could not practice medicine because of his race in the 19th century, he went where? Where did he go, Emma? The most desolate place in New Jersey, not Hoboken, the Pine Barrens. He went to the Pine Barrens to study medicine. Some stories say he went to study with the local Indians. Some stories just say he went because, again, seclusion. He went into the middle of the woods to study medicine, as you would do, I guess, if you were an African-American man who wanted to be in the Pine Barrens studying medicine. 
Of course, as some of the versions of the story go, he was lynched, he was murdered, he was killed. He dies in every version of the story. Well, that's depressing. Unless it's the story where it's the reality of what happened. And we'll get to the reality of what happened. Okay. But the story goes he was killed because people found out that he was continuing to do the thing that he was run out of town for. Okay. So this story sounds eerily similar to a story that Jess and I talked about on the inaugural episode of this show, which was the Goatman Bridge, which is in Texas. It's in Denton, Ooh, Texas. I know, I know about the Goatman Bridge. Right. This is that exact same level of nonsense. Okay. Um, because for me... And, you know, again, I'm friends with Becky Vickers, and I know what she believes about the Goatman Bridge. But I think, unfortunately for me, my feelings on the Goatman Bridge have, have always been, it's probably not anything. I think it's a lot of conjecture, and it sounds like a good story, but old Alton Bridge sounds just like the Black Doctor story, which is someone of another race died somewhere, and because of them dying in that place, it is there then for haunted. or the, And, you know... And in this case, with the Black Doctor, James still is supposedly helpful to people stranded in the Pine Barrens. So he is a positive force, as opposed to the old Alton Bridge, otherwise known as the Goatman Bridge, which has a goatman that stalks the bridge. And, you know, Bagans went to the bridge and got thrown 25 feet or some, you know, some fucking nonsense. And again, as I see far as I know, Shane Madej from BuzzFeed Unsolved claimed the bridge because the goatman didn't challenge him. And now it's his bridge. Right. And I remember they went there. Look, and, and, you know, friend of the podcast, Candace, her family used to own the land that old Alton Bridge was on. And oh, really? Yeah. And they had to deal Dang. with people constantly fucking trespassing on their land. So oh, there you go. I mean, again, like those are the things nobody talks about because, again, it's great to chase fucking clout on the Internet, which there are plenty of videos of people clout chasing old Alton Bridge, including... Again, there are plenty of these like YouTubers who all of a sudden are doing the content that we've been doing for years now and pretending like all of a sudden they've been doing it this whole time. And it always comes off as pandering and it always comes off as like if they if they weren't in front of the camera, they'd probably be laughing about how fucking stupid it all is and not actually taking it seriously. And Goatman Bridge is a symptom of that in a lot of ways. And this story of the Black Doctor it's funny because the actual story of the real person, Dr. James Still, who has his own Wikipedia entry, who was the brother of William Still, who wrote the book, The Underground Railroad, is a much more interesting story. But again, it's not a story of a man who went into the Pine Barrens to practice medicine and then was lynched because of it. He, you know, he was a doctor. He was an herbalist. He did something with his life that made a difference. And his life has been more or less, for a lot of people, boiled down to he was a black doctor who white people didn't like him practicing medicine, so he died for it. And then he's a ghost that helps people. And I wanted to bring this up because, A, it's not really a story of being, uh, of, 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 you know, horror in the way that we think about it. But what's horrifying about this story is there are so many of these places around our country that have these, like, concocted backstories that all sound the same. And what's weird to me is, like, it's also fucking lazy, yeah. right? Like shockingly lazy, like, oh, he's black. And therefore him being black is the reason he gets murdered. And therefore now we have the angry ghost that, or in this case, I guess the helpful ghost, uh, which in and of itself, I set that to the, to, 
the helpful black ghost of a black doctor oh, helping. Yeah, right. Like it, oh, and that's no. my point. Like again, like I'm not trying to be preachy in this episode, but I'm more trying to get at the idea of we as human beings have this weird shared complex of like the ghost of someone comes back to either torment or help, but it's always these like. It's always these weirdo stories in these weirdo places that other than the fact that someone invented this story, like the Goatman Bridge doesn't have anything, I'm pretty sure. It's just a weird bridge in the middle of nowhere that got used for a while for something and wasn't being used anymore. But it definitely diverted attention away from the real problems in Denton, Texas, where there were actual crimes against Africans taking place, I believe, if memory serves. Something about some African-American businesses being burned down or businesses catching on fire by accident and being blamed by a- on African-Americans, if memory serves. Oh God. Right. And so this is that same thing of like, well, OK, this guy doesn't have any actual interesting story. He was just known as the black doctor of the pines. Like, but then it becomes the black doctor and he was lynched. And it's like now he's a helpful. It's like, whoa, like it's weird. And it's just this weird thing that always comes up. And that's why I mentioned it when you were talking about the thing on Clinton Road of like, and then it's the Satanists and then they're committing the blood. And it's like that same thing is like in this story too of like, it's the same reoccurring theme. And it's just very weird because again, like it's a horror of a different kind, which is using horror to mask real societal problems that were existing at the time that nobody wanted to talk about. So it's like a weird sidestep and for why? Right. Because like what the, is the, what is the purpose of it? Like, what are you trying to achieve? I guess they thought it would be sensational enough. It, it sounds fresh, I guess. Like, maybe that like I'm trying to figure out like what would be like why that story specifically? Why this person specifically? If you're saying that, like, none of this at all even really happened. No, he died of a stroke in 1882 and was buried in a a New Jersey cemetery in Mount Laurel. So, yeah, no, like none of none of this actually happened. It's very weird because, again, like I take a real person. If you're going to do a made up story, why choose a real human being and name that that person after that real person's name, especially that person who has like an actual documented death? Right. Like and, was se- and was like a self-taught doctor too, like a self-taught herbalist, which it is completely overrides yeah. everything. Like yeah. imagine that's what your legacy is, is some like made up dumb story. That has, nothing that has to, to be do. clarified every time your name is uh, brought up. Yeah, it's yeah, wild it's, to me. I bet that's frustrating for the family. Well, and again, like the Jersey Devil is what it is. You know, it's a folklore story of a different variety. But again, like. It's not covering up anything. It's just explaining why the Pine Barrens feel so barren. It's because it's a fucking it's a fucking forest in New Jersey that people are actively avoiding. Of course, it's going to be scary because that's the point of a forest in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's scary because it's isolated. Being isolated and remote is I don't know, like that's scary in and of itself. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. Much to, you don't have to do much to scare people when you're in the middle of nowhere at nighttime. You know, Absolutely. an owl can seem like a Jersey devil. Not saying that's what it is, but I'm just saying it's easy to get misinformed easily when you're already in a highly suggestible state. I mean, that just comes from I feel like I use I don't know if I I've probably said this in like 10 different episodes, but it comes back to, you know, evolution and what we're trained for and like what what has been like bred into us from, you know, centuries ago. And that was at night, we had to be more vigilant of our surroundings to protect ourselves. And in doing so, we are on high alert 
And we are constantly looking for faces or or movement in the dark because that being prepared for those things helped us survive. And so the people that were more alert at night, the people that were able to spot more potential faces in the darkness, those are the people that survived and, you know, lived on to have kids and pass on those tendencies. And it's hardwired into us. And like, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there where that gene sort of passed them over. That happens all the time. But like the majority of of the human race as a whole, we are hardwired to be scared of the dark because the dark is where is how we were most vulnerable during a time where literally we only had like ourselves and the people around us to protect us from very real threats when we were still prey like even though that's not really that big of an issue for us anymore i think doing that but now being in the wilderness really triggers that for people because like that's where like potential the potential threats are i mean like it's here it's bears or you know like like mountain lions like those are real threats um and then on top of that it's all of the ghost stories and all of the uh, all of the true crime you know a lot of people said on I've read a lot for like Clinton Road that like a lot of like uh, it said that like a lot of murderers would drop victims there because it was so remote. And like when you hear shit like that over and over and over again, on top of that instinct that's already hardwired into our DNA, of course, we're going to be afraid of the dark. Of course, we're going to be paranoid and be on high alert. If I was doing that fucking 11 mile ritual on a 10 mile road. I would also be probably pretty spooked if I was doing that alone in the dark. Right. I mean, that's I mean, like, it just I'm making fun of in the dark. Like, I'm making fun of it because of how that video, just because of how the video was and like how, how unserious it was. But I am the first to admit that like sh- dumb shit will scare me. I'm not always the easiest to scare like in the moment when it comes to, like a horror movie, but I jump scare easy. And uh, afterwards, I am very paranoid. But like I, I have no point admitting that. I, I couldn't do half these like fucking YouTube challenges that so many fucking people do. There are a lot of brave people out there that are willing to test test the fates. I am not one of them, but I love reading and watching them. Well, and I mean, again, like I said, like there's some of it's. I, I don't want to rag on cloud chasers too much, but tell me in a year if you're still interested in making paranormal supernatural content, and we'll see. So. That's them enjoy the trend. Yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, yeah. So. So, yeah, I don't know. I, and New Jersey is an interesting place. My stories kind of went in a different direction, obviously. But you, I, I like the silly. Yeah, I liked where you went, I think, more just because you had kind of you had it a kept goal. building on it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I love the that, more yeah. I read about it. Like I picked this one specifically because so much was going on at this one location. Like. You know, the same way, like if you read about like uh, a haunted, you know, prison and it's like, well, this person, you know, killed this person. But then in this cell, this uh, security guard beat this prisoner to death. Like it's always it's more than one incident as like uh, mental institutions. Like when you hear the stories uh, of like why they're haunted, it's usually if it, you know, unless if it's like a one person home. It's usually multiple stories and like touching on all of those different instances and all of those different potentially paranormal experiences that all happen in this one location, I think really builds on the lore of it as a whole and makes it more interesting. I think 
Clinton Road as a whole is a little silly. I think it's, I think because it's just an isolated road with no streetlights surrounded by forest right there up against the sides of the road. Yeah, it, it's creepy at night. Absolutely. And because of that, it, it's been labeled as this, as this big, scary road. And a lot has come from that. Um, and whether or not like the story, like Josh's story is true, which apparently we can't handle. <laughs> Allegedly, we can't handle knowing whether or not it's true. He says um, he wants to come on at some point and tell us. So I, I'm t- tell him right the fuck now. Join. I reserve. I reserve the right. I reserve the right. If he wants to come on and tell us, he can. I want to follow up. I listen. Do you lest you forget the way I started in podcasts was picking apart my best friend's paranormal experiences and spiritual experiences and interviewing the shit out of him to get to the bottom of it. That is, that's where my brain goes. As I love spirituality, I've grown a lot uh, spiritually in the, in the past couple of years. Um, and I've really enjoyed that journey and I'm open, I'm much more open-minded than I was. That being said, just because I think that there are potentially things out there that we can't explain doesn't mean that every experience is automatically true. Fair. I want to know more. (laughs) Well, and, you know, Josh said he has more to tell. So, uh, I mean, at some point in the future, we'll have him on to talk more in depth about his uh, experiences in New Jersey. But I think this was I think this was fun. I hope you had a good time. I I absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a fun state. We we have some things. Weird New Jersey is a thing. So it's an interesting place. Uh I really do love the fact that like the the north and the south like are just so vastly different from one another. It's all grouped into one and how people can have even like from like middle of Jersey versus like North Jersey, you know, where it just slowly turns into more bumblefuck nowhere and how like unsettling that is for people that are in more of like the suburban urban areas. It's a very it's a very diverse state Um, The state with the Jersey devil. I mean, it's the state where the Jersey Devil lives in the Pine Barrens, but it's also the state where there are full-on cities. So it's not like Wyoming, where there's like a cool place, towns, you know, like it's the first right. most populous state in the United States. We got a lot going on. That being said, I'm kind of bored of it. That being, I listen, I want to move eventually. I've been here my whole life. I, I, I could use a change of scenery as long as it's no, still pretty. That's valid. So yeah, so so on that note, um, the next time we do one of these, who knows what state we'll do? We kind of just tend to go fly by the seat of our pants, New Jersey for no specific reason. Wink, wink. So until the next time you hear Emma and I, it may just be Emma and I, or maybe Emma and Dustin and I. I don't know. Um, you can find us at WeirdingWayMedia.com as the host of Scary Stories We Tell. And if you listen to other shows in the network, you probably heard the ad for this show as well, which features my voice and Emma's voice and Dustin's voice and Jess's voice and Maggie's voice. So yeah, all of our voices are there and you can hear all of them mixed together for your listening pleasure at WeirdingWayMedia.com and on subsequent Weirding Way Media shows. As for this show, Scary Stories We Tell dot com scary stories wtn on social media like rate and review the show wherever you get it maggie dustin alex big thanks to the three of you for the creative things that you've done for the show that we continue to use on every episode and as always we'll let our good friend the former host of sightings mr tim white lead us out no mystery is closed to an open mind